and welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your DM, your dreadful mother, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola. How Gorgonzola got her shard back. Oh, how Gorgonzola got her shard back. It's a how Stella got her groove back. Joke. Yes. I, don't worry. <laughs> I caught it. For the audience, um, we will be clarifying every joke we make this episode so you're not lost. We do make a lot of references. Don't worry. Don't this worry. Is, this is the um, annotated. <laughs> this is the closed captions, but in person because obviously this is a podcast. What an opener. I love you so much. Let's not delay. So much too. so much happened <laughs> last episode, um, and I am uh, still reeling from it. So, let's recap. Last time, we found Gorgonzola and Smite in a small tunnel leading away from the Hall of Kings, exhausted and in desperate need of some healing. After drinking some potions, the two headed deeper into the caverns below the city, inspecting these tunnels to find that they were a bit slimy. And weirdly, as the two of them walked, they began to feel as if someone was watching them. Worried, but on a time crunch, they pressed on for an hour more, nearly getting crushed by a cave-in caused by Zola's curious mage hand. Thankfully, her bi-curious mage hand, hey! <laughs> uh, thankfully, she managed to push to the other side, not only taking a bit of damage um, before they can head deeper into the caverns after trick. Finally, Nearing their third hour of the excursion, they succeeded in this task, finding Trick speaking with Plebo Underpaddle, longtime arch nemesis of Zola, while a number of Omnimalum Drow looked on. They overheard the two discussing a deal. In exchange for access to a scroll and a teleportation circle, Trick would assist Plebo in whatever nefarious plots he had planned. The two watched them sign a deal before Zola tripped on Smite's cape, ruining their stealth and setting this episode off. What stealth? What stealth? Everybody rolls low on stealth. <laughs> we have no rogues in this party. The battle began with Trick attempting to use invisibility to escape while the drow bodyguards of Plebo rushed in to attack the invaders. They were foiled in this attempt by Smite's divine sensibility, which detected the horrid stench of evil and undeath from the shard in Trick's bag. Zola managed to tackle the rogue, but unfortunately they were able to pull the same trick as last time, casting hideous laughter to incapacitate Zola so they could flee into the tunnels like Plebo had on every single one of his turns <laughs> following. Smite pursued to keep Trick from getting far as the drow swarmed. Fortunately, their attacks disrupted the spell's effect on Zola, allowing her to use a thunder wave to blast the grunts back. Landscorcher used a fireball to scorch the remaining drow, allowing Zola to focus her attention on the fleeing rogue. Though sneak attack and spells kept the two heroes at bay, Zola decided to lean into her furious bloodline once more, leaping down the spiral staircase to cut Trick down. As they lay there dying, Zola used heroism to keep them conscious briefly to interrogate them, but unfortunately, casting a spell took her out of her furious bloodline, and as the adrenaline began to fade, its final surge caused her to angrily stab down into Trick's chest, finishing them off once and for all. Brutal. Brutal. We love a character death. Thanks for this sword, Noah. You're welcome. It was truly a uh, fully no trick, no trap uh, gift. <laughs> <laughs> Searching the body, Zola found the bag of holding, reaching inside to pull out the wild shard, marking this mission off as mostly successful. Feeling bad about the death, Smite and Zola vowed to take them above ground to either bury them or pass them on to someone who would know what to do. And that's where we are right now. But... Before we jump in, it is a new day. Between travel in the tombs and the tunnels, at least three hours or so has passed, and you finally have the shard, which means we have to do another shard roll. Oh, goodness. Okay, so roll a d20. Okay. Same rules as before, 10 or low or something, 11 or higher, nothing. 
Let's see how the purple dice are feeling today. Let's see. 12. You feel the shard in your hands as you're placing it back into the bag. Uh, and you get the sense that it is... And I think I actually mentioned back this last episode. Back into my pocket. Yes, back into your pocket. Uh, and you you get the sense that it is actually um, settling a little bit. I think oh. I had mentioned that last episode, yeah. but it feels like it warmed to your touch, and it is now like comfortably at that kind of slow shifting glimmering. I'm actually I'm keeping the shard from now on in my titty pocket, in okay. my titty cavern. And it, it actually makes you look a little bustier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pointy though. <laughs> Pointy, sharp. But Busty. Tomb Raider style. Yes, I was literally about to say, like, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, like, 2003 or whatever. Um, yeah, so you, <laughs> Smite turns away while you do this, um, and then the two of you make your way up that tunnel into that major, long, kind of unnatural tunnel, past the charred corpses of the Drow Warriors. Hey, are you doing okay? <sighs> yeah. Um, Not too hurt? N- I mean, yeah, I'm actually really hurt. Oh. But, but yeah, I'll be okay. Okay. Uh, y- if you've got anything for yourself, uh... I might drink my last healing potion. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. I have a spell bestowed upon me from Mr. Cult Spare the Dying, so if you go down, I could uh, stabilize you. I love that. I'm gonna have to learn that spell at some point. <laughs> it's pretty useful. Uh, I only get back five hit points, but... Every little I'm bitty counts. at 15 now. At 15. A little, little comfier. Smite is carrying the body of Trick mm-hmm. uh, on his shoulder... This is going to be quite a trek back. Uh, we may want to take a short break at some point, mm-hmm. or we can forge forward if you really want to. I know you have an obligation early in the morning. Yeah, what time is it right now? Do you have any idea? Uh, my guess is that it's after midnight. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, if it's a little easier on you, we can, we can put, put them in the bag. If it helps you move a little faster. Yeah, actually, that... Uh, I'm sure that they wouldn't mind, you know, where they are, wherever they are. Wherever they are. They don't have I, it, Put them in the back. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you quickly, <laughs> feet first, like, drop, and he slides and disappears into the bag of holding what? Sorry. I whisper sorry. The bag. <laughs> um, you get the feeling that this is not the first time an adventurer has had to put a body in the bag of holding. <laughs> The two of you finish that up. Smite nods. Did you, was there anything else in the bag, by the way? I know that you had. Oh you yeah. Found your, what you were looking for, but I mean, there's probably a lot of other stuff, but I don't know if this is the time to dump it all out. Totally fair. I I think uh, looting this corpse that we just tossed in here might be a little disrespectful. So yeah. it's fair if you want to wait until we're in safe. I mean, there could <laughs> be something that could help us survive potentially inside of it, but I feel I just feel like something's watching us still. I just want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get moving then. Um, so you guys set off into the darkness. Uh, just like last time, we were going to roll survival checks. Cool. Um, and you, of course, can roll with advantage because Smite Dick is helping advantage. you. Dick, yeah, you can roll with Dick Advantage. Um. First one's uh, 13. Okay. Second one's an 18. Okay. Last one's a 17. Okay. You travel um, at a pretty brisk pace, although you guys obviously don't have a map of the underground of mm-hmm. this, of these uh, of the necropolis. You do vaguely remember which direction you came from and Mm -hmm. so you begin heading back that way with hopes of maybe finding like a tunnel leading to another tomb heading out um you travel for quite some time i would say probably probably about an hour because Mm -hmm. of the expedited um 
um, because you know the way you're going-ish, you have a little bit of an exp- expedited way. You do find that cave-in that you encountered and have to, like, take another side tunnel mm-hmm. back and loop hey, around. Hey, who did this? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Some sort of uh, fools. Uh, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you scamper off. Um, you head down some other tunnels. And in time, you end at what looks to be a doorway. Um, this is not the one that you entered in from. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks to be kind of newly constructed. It seems to be on the same level as the stuff from, say, the subway stations that you've been in. Mm, interesting. It's um, what's it made out of? Wood or? It's made of stone, um, okay. but it is it is um, styled like a regular door. Uh, you would yeah. imagine maybe it's like this just because of the security aspect of using stone, but it does seem to be kind of like a utility door. Mm. And there's, it's, there's no way to see, see through it or anything. It's, there's no. a little window. No, there's no, there's no little sliding <laughs> no little window. window. Password. No, there's, there's none of that. Um, it's um, just I, the I look around, I pat, um, I'm looking for tiny windows. <laughs> sometimes there's little windows on these. Yeah, it's a good look. There's, sometimes they hide them. So he also helps you, <laughs> the two of you patting down this door. Well, maybe this goes into the subways. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense that they, as, as Stonk said earlier to, I guess yesterday, that um, the tunnels lead to the sewers, and the sewers definitely connect to the subways at some point. So let's try it. All right. Um, The two of you take a look at the door. With um, a little pushing, Mm -hmm. give me an athletics check. Uh, You can roll with advantage because it's the two of you pressing against this door. Nat 20 plus 8. Wow. Okay. With a natural 28. Smite comes I'm up. like, great. <laughs> it's like, he puts his hand, he's like, three, two, and you're like, push! <laughs> Before he gets to two, um, the door <laughs> slides in, opening. Um, you imagine that it was maybe not supposed to open this way, but you are so strong <laughs> that you pushed oh, it. Oh, I look at a tiny little sign that <laughs> says, says pull. <laughs> oh, uh, mm. hmm. Anyways, let's head in. Technically, if you're strong enough, a pull door is also a push door. Yeah, every every door goes both ways if you're strong enough. If the hinge, if you're disrespectful enough to the hinges. <laughs> to the hinges. Yeah. Uh, the two of you head in, and after about um, like 15 steps, you see that it leads to a wooden door. Um, this one you creak open, and inside you do indeed see what looks to be a subway tunnel. Um, the way scary. that you scary, the way that you've <laughs> navigated, it looks like you have managed to find your way kind of under the necropolis back towards south, towards mm-hmm. the city. In here, you look around. Give me a perception check. Okay. And, of course, advantage because Smite will help you. Great. Do the trains run um, 24-7 in Aurelia? Yes, they do. Wow, amazing. Mm-hmm. They don't stop to clean them? They do not. No, so there's no cleaning being done. <laughs> um, six. Six. Unfortunately. You skim around. With advantage. <laughs> Even with advantage, a six. Um, well, you don't add anything, so to, to yeah, your credit. Yeah, it was a six not, and a two. Could have been a fault. two. Uh, it could have been a two. Hey, could have been a two. Six is better than two. So <laughs> you skim around with a six. Um, it looks pretty abandoned. You don't see a station nearby. Um, and you don't hear any trains, so we could probably just trek along this and come back out. And maybe there's like an old abandoned platform or something. Yeah, I'm sure that if we walk far enough, we'll be able to find something. Yeah. All right. Can I? I'm sorry. Can I? Can I look at the rails and see if I if there's like dust on them? Give can me I an investigate? investigation check. Yeah. Nine. Nine. 
even with a nine, I would say that you you do see a little dust, mm. but it looks um, it doesn't look like it's like dust from um, a lack of use. It looks like um, dirt, mm. like the kind of dust you might find from construction. Oh, um, maybe this uh, tunnel is under construction. It's very possible. I'd heard hey, that they were. Seems like we lucked out. This is the place to be, right? Yeah. We're not going to encounter anybody uh, <laughs> down here. So. And if I remember correctly, I think that they said that they were doing work on tunnels in the northern half of the worship district. So this Great. actually fully tracks. Amazing. Great. Got to read the newspaper more often. Yeah. I, I, they're expensive. They are. Two copper. It's, you can't spare it these yeah. days. Uh, the two of you enter. That's a couple bacon, egg, and cheese dumplings. <laughs> those, are, and those are way better and do more for my system. Make me less sad. Way less I'm sad. I'm usually mentioned less in the dumplings. Yes. You're uh, mentioned less in the I'm dumplings. I'm certainly mentioned less in the dumplings. And although I do like the attention for the brand's sake, uh, <laughs> the dumplings do a little bit more for my soul. You head into this tunnel discussing your bacon and cheese dumplings, <laughs> thinking of what the your paper. morning will hold. Yes. Um, and you uh, head down for quite a bit of time, um, following what you would imagine is south, back towards the city. As you're traveling, it takes you about another like 15, 30 minutes until you finally see up in the distance um, what looks to be some light being cast onto the track. So like you and Smite have been using your dark vision to see, so it's that kind of like night vision black and white. And up ahead, it finally gets to a low dimness for about um, a city block, which you're like, oh, that's a platform, baby. You slowly begin to approach. Um, why don't we roll some stealth checks, just okay. to be careful. I don't know why I look. It's, it's plus zero, <laughs> Lisa, it's plus zero. There's always a hope. Dex and wisdom, baby. <laughs> Ooh, 15. 15. Um, Smite also rolled a 15. Oh, nice. So the two of you... <laughs> all right, watch my cape this time. <laughs> two of you... I'll hold it. They, perfect. <laughs> I pull it out behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is fucking awesome. There's no wind down here, so I'm not getting my normal feel. Uh, the two of you head so forward. a 30-year-old man and a teen <laughs> playing superhero. <laughs> Clearly, he has skipped a few developmental steps <laughs> in his lack of parentage. Um, you guys approach this station, and you see that it is pretty much abandoned. Um, I really thought it was going to be a train, Noah. It was not a train, don't worry. <laughs> um, the trains do run 24-7, but like in New York City, service slows significantly as you At get night, later into yeah. the night. So as you're like approaching, um, you peer up over the platform to look at it. Um, it is same style as all the other ones. It looks to be much newer. So again, probably one of those newly constructed ones. Mm -hmm. um, and you see these two men, one short, kind of maybe uh, halfling size, the other one just regular human. Um, and they are wearing these kind of brightly colored um, red and gold vests that say ATA on the back of them. Mm. And Smite goes, really in transit authority. What are they doing down here? I got this. Don't worry. I use my ring of disguise and I transform into myself, but with an ATA <laughs> uniform on. <laughs> That's brilliant. Right, you lead. Um, um, I grab his arm and I uh, haul him up onto the platform. Whoa. And I go, oi, got one. Looks like he's a drunk. I'll round him up. Oh, fuck. You scared the shit out of me. Wait. Is that? That's not just a drunk, man. That looks to be the land scorcher. Oh, 
Yeah, uh, I guess, maybe. No, I'm just a fan. Um, let's roll... You can roll a deception <laughs> check with advantage. Some kind of weirdo. <laughs> Jeremy, you seeing this? Who is this guy? Uh, he looks like the land scorcher. I'm pretty sure it's him. I don't know, man. I thought he'd be taller. <laughs> deception. Minus one, right. Okay, it's a seven. Seven. The two of them look at each other, then back to you with a sort of suspicious, greedy look. Uh... Look, maybe you're new, but that's definitely Landscorcher, man. All right, well, guess I should definitely bring him in because he's drunk. Yeah, seriously, you got him. You're going to get that $5,000 that five thousand gold reward. Oh, shit. You know what? You guys let me know, so I'm, you're in on this. Oh, my God. Hey, you're new. What's your name? What's your name? Bree. I'm Jerry. This is Jeremy. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Jerry. Jeremy. Okay, we, um, you want to meet at the main were, branch? We're eating good tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Catch me before my shift tomorrow. Just look at the schedule. I gotta okay. get this guy down to the... Okay. Okay, okay. You, you grab... <laughs> Alright, well... I can't wait. We're making 2,500 gold today. Fuck yeah. I might retire. Whoa. 2,500. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give him a cut. <laughs> Uh, I found him. I'm five thousand dollars. I'm not splitting it between the two of you. And what I get? I get a little chopped liver. You're I'm, muttering to I'm yourself. I'm thinking like a three, uh, like thirty five hundred. You guys get like seven fifty. <laughs> Just muttering as you leave them. They're excitedly chattering over the gold. Even with a low deception check, um, <laughs> they manage to. These guys aren't the brightest. They manage to. I'm wearing uniform. They, they're your your men in uniform, and also you definitely. Um, with that much gold, they clearly probably thought that you were trying to hoard it to yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you promised you guys will get some gold, they were like, cool, cool, cool. Head up. We'll see you later. I feel really bad about these two just blue-collar gentlemen. <laughs> <Just> two blue-collar <laughs> workers. I'm going to have to send them like some, something nice. We're rich! <laughs> They're echoing off the halls. Uh, hey, Smite, you ever thought about maybe like capitalizing on that whole 5,000 gold thing? You mean like getting arrested on purpose and escaping yeah you know i the reason i haven't done it is because i just truly don't know if i would succeed in escaping oh uh, if you it, don't know then don't risk it, it. you know it's like maybe if they get me and i'm just in a regular cell yeah, yeah. but if they're like you have killed numerous guards with fire yeah we're gonna execute you tomorrow yeah. in front of the whole city yeah that eh, might could be different could be different i mean here's you know what worst comes to worst if we need some cash we can try it we'll work hey maybe i could disguise myself as you and then i can break and you then you out. get the cash and then i'll be like you got the wrong guy he <laughs> tricked you again it's me <laughs> that's that's brilliant. All right, we can maybe make this work. I think here, you go take your test today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe afterwards we go and scam some guys. I feel like Smite just got a really strong <laughs> Brooklyn accent. He did for, for just a moment. I don't know why I talk like that. All for right, a second. you get the gold. You boss. get the gold, boss, and then I'll I'll meet you up. I don't know what came over me there. Uh, but yeah, that sounds like a fun idea. We should definitely do it. Yeah. I'll tell my team, my super secret. everything. Yes, exactly. I'll tell my super secret team. Yeah, you tell your team. they will. Let me know what they say. We will rendezvous and execute the plan. So, yeah. All right, uh, I'm leading. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks away from your grasp um, and leads up. You guys head above and find yourselves walking into the worship district. Mm. Um, it is, as you walk up, um, you begin to feel 
drops of water on your skin. You look up, there's a light storm brewing above, just like drizzle coming down. Uh, it's definitely dark out. You do see some street lamps um, lighting the way throughout the district, which again is completely silent given the this is the worship district. It's mostly a pretty quiet place. Where are you heading? Uh, Smite looks at you and is like, I've, you're welcome to come to the Drunken Drake if you want to crash there. Oh, but do you really think I am welcome? I, I talked to Marley and she said, I mean, she's going to have a talk with you when you come in, obviously, but she said, considering that the guards were dead and it didn't seem like anyone saw who killed them, it's, she's clear at least. Wow, that's really gracious of her. Yeah, well, Barley is, she's something different. She let me in when I was just a kid, and she had no reason, she basically raised me, and she had no reason to do that. So, she's, there's a kindness in her that's kind of unexplainable. I guess I don't really have anywhere else to go, so. Trust me, um, she'll probably give you a little bit of a talking to, so if it makes you feel better, there's a balance there. Um, okay. You're not just getting away with murder. I get lots literally. of talking tos. I think it might just be part of being a teenager. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I fully can confirm that that is Sola's the case. Tired of being a teen. <laughs> it sucks to be a teen. I keep getting talking tos. <laughs> you there's a lot of learning to be done when you're young. So a lot of people give you advice. All right, I, I know we're in the worship district, but. Keep it to yourself, preacher man. All right, fine. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> he storms storms off because of the rain. Um, oh, I'm not. We're not going to drink a drink together. Yeah, fine. You can come with me. <laughs> um, I think we're going the same way. Yeah, it would be actually. I kind of. I guess I said goodbye way too early. Huh? <laughs> just walking next to each other on your way Awkward. silently. <laughs> I I didn't disguise self into someone else. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Bree's gone. <laughs> um, so, um, as you know, it'll take at least two plus hours for you to walk back to the Drunken Drake. Mm. So, if you want to continue, um, if you want to get there within the hour and get as close to a long rest as you possibly can before your 8 a.m. exam, mm-hmm. you're going to have to take the train. Yes, I'll take the train. Okay. I'm like, listen, if you're going to walk there, that's fine, but um, I'm, I'm budgeting my time, so I got to catch the train. You know what, I'll, I'll take it with you. I've got okay. some silver on hand. We might as well. Great, because fucked up shit always happens to me there. So. Yeah, um, I actually didn't want to say it, but you might need some backup, because God <laughs> knows what you can fucking encounter on the train these days. Um, the two of you head towards the nearest train station, heading below ground. It is, of course, completely empty. You do see that there is an ATA worker there, but it's one of the ones that's like watching over the area. Um, the two of you pass by the turnstile, dropping into silver as you head in. Um, and after about like five minutes, you ended up timing it well with your walking. A train rumbles up, it's golden glistening cars flying by till it comes to a stop. Um, and you enter in. Can't take my shard now, motherfucker. (laughs) That's right. Can't, nothing I can do about that, I guess. Um, why don't you roll a d20? 16. 16. There's got to be one on there that's just like, you see two really cool drag queens with a boombox. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I will not lie to you. And it, that is probably on here. Um, <laughs> but um, for this one, the train buzzes down the rail, the dark tunnel ahead of you. Um, you pass by a few stations. This is clearly like a late night express. As you pass by one, it ends up stopping at. Um, the doors open and you see what looks to be Imperial guards in a full out 
brawl against a number of like just ruffians kind of in the station. Whoa. They're just like actively fighting them. Um, Smite looks up. Oh shit. Uh, looks at you. What? Do, I'm fucked up. I don't have anything to help these guys. Do we get off or? As Zola just whistles and <laughs> looks around for <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, it's you tough. know. I mean, we could kill these guys if we want. Yeah, you hate to ignore, uh, clearly, you know, an uprising against the the status quo, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably, probably would just die. Yeah, I feel like dying for a brawl. You uh, gotta pick your battles. Yeah. Sorry! Good luck, guys! <laughs> you see the guard turns? Is that? And then <laughs> the doors close. Um, and you guys. Off duty. <laughs> off duty vigilante. Oh my goodness. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, this one is a lot easier to deal with when you have a, a modicum of health. Just a single <laughs> a spell single slot. A single spell slot. <laughs> Truly anything besides just a blade. Any and feature or trait anything left available. Yep. On right your now, Beyond sheet. <laughs> right now, you are so drained. Walking into this fight would just be a sure way to fully get your ass beat uh, and arrested. Was recently <laughs> landslided upon. Got your leg crushed. Killed a man. You need a fucking break. This is not the time to break up I think I fucked up, up my shoulder too. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, your shoulder's a little fucked up again. Um, the train speeds on, and in a matter of minutes, you guys end up in the sprawl once again. You take the train to the end of the line, following the familiar steps up into this deep portion of the sprawl. There are very few people on the streets. You do see that there are some people who are um, displaced without homes who are kind of huddled in alleys. Um, you notice that they're definitely keeping as low of a profile as they possibly can, and you know given what you've learned about the guard and whatever they're planning, that's for their safety. Like, they know if they're out and about at all, guards are just going to make an assumption and take them in. Yeah. Smite nods to them, they nod to him, and the two of you approach the glass windows of the Drunken Drake, um, which looks to be in... Everything seems fine. Like, there's no damage to the external front. It seems like whatever went... You know, the fireball did minimal, if anything... Um, and since then, she has been man she managed to quickly fix it up, I guess. Um, and you approach, you see that the lights are completely off. Um, it doesn't look like there's anyone, any movement in there. Um, Smite approaches the door. Uh, okay, hold on one second. Puts a finger to his temple and begins just like you can't hear what he's saying you realize he's casting the message spell mm -hmm. um um but essentially for our audience he's like barley barley are you there barley he's just like <laughs> essentially recasting it and pointing in different directions um hey. hey wake up hey i'm here hey hey wake up wake up so alarming <laughs> so alarming whoa 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 middle of the night uh we'll be on our patreon i'm um, making that into a downloadable alarm so you can <laughs> use that for your alarm if you want <laughs> Here's my next take. Wake up. You're going to be fucking late. <laughs> Just uh, me yelling at you as Smite. So after a few moments of Smite doing this, he turns to you. She'll be down in a second. Don't worry. I don't think she's too angry that I'm waking her up in the middle of the night. Okay. Um, in moments, you see the familiar halfling form of Barley. Um, she approaches. Her hair is... Um, up right now, um, she's putting on her little glass spectacles. 
wearing a, a little bathrobe, uh, approaches, puts, pulls out a key, unlocks the door, opens it. Welcome back. Hi, Blue Roquefort. Nice to meet your acquaintance. I'd like to stay here for a week. And I put the exact same amount of gold in her hand as I last time I did. Just fully paying for another week in full, even though it's the same. Even though you've already paid. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you're maintaining a disguise. Um, She's No, I'm myself. I'm just joking when I say Blue Roquefort. (laughs) I'm I'm just like, hi. Blue Blue Roquefort. New room. Nice to meet your acquaintance. I'd like to stay here for a week and cause no trouble, please. Here's a little extra. (laughs) She looks at you stoically for a moment before a small smile breaks in her face. You're funny, kid. I'll give you that. There's a lot of other inns, but none of them have the dumplings. It's true. Best dumplings in town. Come on in. How um, much? How much gold did I give her? What was it again? Um, <laughs> technically, I'm pretty sure it was a few for a silver week. for the week, but you paid gold, so you tell me how many gold you want to give. What's the difference between gold and silver? A hundred silver equals oh, one gold. Oh, that's so many. No, <laughs> I was just saying, I was just saying gold because I'm playing a lot of listening to a lot, of, uh, watch my partner play a lot of Witcher. <laughs> I'm like, got enough coin. Yeah, and gold is and and gold and gold is pretty much a standard currency at a certain level. But we get in the nitty gritty yeah. of things. So. Okay. Um. No. I. How many silver did I give her the first time? I just forget. You know. Um. I'm gonna say you give her five silver. All right. I think you gave her seven, maybe because for the week. But we'll say you give her five. All and right. she knows who you are and knows that you paid so um the two of you head inside to the dark bar um you see that barley snaps her fingers and those globules flare up um which you have not seen her do before you've seen Mm -hmm. the globules but this is the first time you've watched barley cast Mm -hmm. um which she doesn't seem to be an authorized caster so (laughs) um a little bit of a shock she heads behind the bar as smite sits down and Al's golden drake form glides down from the rafters. Hey, Al. Eyeing you suspiciously a little bit. You owe me a beer, kid. Yeah, I know I do. <laughs> um, I you... owe everyone a beer. <laughs> who's, who's drinking? Who's drinking? <laughs> um, Smite raises his hand. Um, Barley begins to pour some ales. Um, I have a test tomorrow. You have a test tomorrow? Yeah. So you should probably head to I'll bed. I'll abstain, yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, before you go to bed, Barley stops you. You bring Goldies to my bar one more time, and I'll strike you down myself. Okay? Yes, ma'am. I've run this bar for 25 years, and I've managed to keep them off of my radar until you showed up with a legion of six on your tail. I'm happy to see that you survived. I'm happy to see that no one has realized that I was housing a vigilante. And for now, I'm going to let it slide. Again, fuck up again, it's your head. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Just such a teenager. Such a teenager. Head down. Head down. Okay. Okay, sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, you, um, you nod to her. She goes, you know what? I'm going to get it in writing. <laughs> she pulls out <laughs> a piece of parchment um, that looks to be some sort of contract. Yeah, you get to kill me if I... <laughs> risk your (laughs) source of income that sounds about fair uh it basically details uh and she reads it out to you if the bar comes into attack while you are here especially if it's due to your behavior you will not only defend the establishment to the best of your abilities but you will compensate me slash work off any compensation to pay for any damages done completely fair 
Okay. Now head to bed. You need some sleep. You look terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and bags under your eyes, covered in wounds. <laughs> Carrying a new bag, though. Very stylish. I like bag. your bag, though. Thank you. Um, it's new. There's I no, look at remember, it. You see, there's a body in it. <laughs> there's a little finger poking out. You press it down. Thanks. Um, you head up to your bedroom which you happen to still have the key for because you mm-hmm. never gave it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you head to bed. And with heading to bed, um, it's go- you're going to probably... Hmm, you'll definitely be able to accomplish a short rest here. Yes. But in order to do a long rest, you would have to be late to your test. Yes. Um, and you don't know, like they said, start time at 8. You assume that that means start right away. You don't know if there's like a a window of time for when people are like getting their shit in order and stuff. So if you want, you could take a long rest and show up whoever knows how late or you can take a short rest um, and just go in. We'll say that um, you since it'll be like six hours of rest, you won't have a level of exhaustion, but you'll need to rest like right after your test. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Rest after the test. That's the motto. All right. Yeah, I will. Um, Gorgonzola weighs these options and it's like, oh, I wish Stelton were here to give me a little guidance. Yeah, give you any sort of encouragement. Uh, but I guess I'll just, I'll set my alarm for the last minute and I'll just have to fucking run there in the morning. Yeah, you set your try not to die brand smite alarm clock. <laughs> hey, hey, wake hey, up. Wake up, wake up. <laughs> you awaken the next morning. It is kind of like waking up in college on a very short night's sleep where your body actively is screaming at you to stay in bed i'm so hungry why does my stomach feel like a bottomless (laughs) pit right now (laughs) you feel it's like a you wake up with this this nervous energy for sure for your test but also this absolute like somehow craving but also nauseousness like covered in cave rubble (laughs) absolutely (laughs) just a total mess you you um you look outside you with your (laughs) with your farmer's insight behind the still drizzling clouds you see the sun is already rising pretty high in the sky it's probably a little after seven you know if you take the train you might just make it gotta go gotta go gotta go gotta go <laughs> i am minor illusion shower yeah it's only if only you had prestidigitation <laughs> the one time the thing comes in handy you kind of try and make it you can even honestly use your ring of disguise to make yourself look um uh-huh. a less dirty yeah, yeah. Um, but um so you get, scramble your stuff together you grab your spell book you grab your components um do you take the bag of holding with you your shard is obviously going to be on your purse, and we already established you have that in a pocket. Um, specifically I probably in your don't bring it. I probably knock real quick on Lance Gorch's door. Uh, what? What's that? Dropping this off with you, and I just slide in the <laughs> bag of holding. Pushing it underneath the door. <laughs> I like to think that because the bag of holding is an extra dimensional space, it kind of can be flattened a little bit. So he's like, what? Oh, oh. Okay, uh, yeah, sure. I can yeah, hold on to this. Don't for really want to 
bring a dead body to my test. Okay, sorry, go back to sleep. Okay, uh, I think I'm going to do just that and hopefully forget <laughs> about this. Um, he goes back to bed. You bolt downstairs. You see that Barley is already hard at work um, serving up some bacon, egg, and cheese dumplings to mm. some patrons who have gathered there, some people who are either trying, who don't care about running late to work or start their shift a little bit later, gathering some breakfast. Um, Barley nods to you. Heading off? Yep, got a test. All right, here. Um, she pulls out a small little baggie um, and a little coffee to go. Oh, wow. Somebody told me that it was uh, going to be a big deal for you today, so good luck. Everyone in this city has been really welcoming. Yeah. Despite it... how bad it smells. <laughs> you turn and head straight out. Um, she does not disagree at all with you. <laughs> Um, you head back out into the streets, essentially bolting. It's the same scene as the other day where you're walking wide shots of you in the city, but instead of full of wonder, you're just sweating, bags <laughs> under your eyes, just bolting towards Literally the train like station. four days in any major U.S. city will turn you into this. It does not take long to become this exact vision. Um, you bolt, you find your way to the familiar sprawl subway. Um, you head inside and see it is, of course, now packed. People are scrambling, paying the two silver and running down to trains that are fast coming and going and you do the same um you head down literally perfectly timed you see the doors like the trill happens and the doors are about to close and you like pull open push your way in <laughs> i open my spell book up just start Begin voraciously start. <laughs> cramming cramming um give me a d20 roll okay 10 10 Pretty sure you've had ten. Before. Yeah, isn't that what I rolled when when you had trick attacking? Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Trick is dead. <laughs> so there's absolutely no um, <laughs> there's no need to fear for that. Um, I see Plebo sitting across from me. Plebo looks at you, fingers fingers intertwined. <laughs> Templed. We meet again. Um, no, you you cram. You're definitely in a standing kind of packed between people. Though um, it's familiar to that time, but definitely different, knowing that he is dead. Uh, the train makes the clickety clack down the tracks, weaving through the underground tunnels of the city, making its way stop to stop. Um, you're kind of like you're like tapping your foot as you're like, oh my god, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. I'm yelling at anyone who blocks the door. <laughs> you're like, come on, get out of the way, let we them all in. Have places to be. <laughs> um, you keep going. You're nearing the end of your destination. You're like, okay, it's my next stop. Okay, okay. Take a deep breath. You're close like, the doors. Yeah, you get up close. You're getting ready. Do I look ready. magical enough? <laughs> you look at someone. You ask that this this dwarf that. Do I look magical? Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you really mean that? Uh, sure. Yeah, of course. You look uh, very magical. Thank you. Uh, Nods looks at someone else. They're just like. <laughs> Welcome to Aurelia. Um, you, as you're standing there, um, you hear a scream from the car over. And the doors open and you see a human woman stumbles out, bleeding through her very fine, expensive looking robes. She looks up at the car. Oh, Ryan, run for your lives. My baby, Mr. Tuppy, has escaped his cage. Uh, you turn and look to where she's coming from and you see bursting from the doors behind her, tackling her to the ground and taking a massive bite out of her is a sleek, great black cat covered in this thick fur. It's got six muscled legs and two spiked tentacles sprouting from its shoulders, both ending in these pads tipped with little spiky protrusions, snarling, its eyes glow with an awful malevolence. Those still in the car break out into a panic. Ma'am, 
that's a jaguar. <laughs> Let's roll initiative. <laughs> 13. 19. So this creature is going to go first. Mm -hmm. uh, give me a nature check. Okay. 11. 11. Uh, this creature looks kind of familiar. You remember skimming the chapters of your almanac back home. Um, something about, like, maybe something fey. It, mm. The biggest thing about that, even though it's a low nature roll, the biggest thing is, like, this should not be a pet. <laughs> <laughs> I do not believe this is a domesticated species. <laughs> ah, screaming on the ground. <laughs> um, you... Um, it's going to roll a d20. I'm going to see if it goes for other passengers or right. for you. The train will arrive in three rounds. Oh, shit. So um, I know that you're pretty like you're pretty much healed to the best extent that you could be. Um, even though you are technically out of hit die, we're going to say that six hours is enough to give you a little health back. So real quick, mechanically, what did I do? Did I long rest or did I short rest? Mechanically, you technically did... You did most of a long rest, which is technically a number of short rests. Okay. But you were out of hit die. Okay. But it was a really long short rest. So I'm gonna say that you can um, you can raise your health to a little above half your total health points, um, and you obviously, unfortunately, only get your short rest abilities back. Okay. You are watching this creature. It snarls at the passenger, like roaring at them. Everyone's like, fuck, 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 and scrambling to the back <laughs> of the car. Not unfamiliar from the Doppelrat scenario. Mm -hmm. um, you see that as it snarls, its form begins to kind of like blur in place. It's, mm. it's almost difficult to get a full beat on this creature. I know exactly what creature this you, is. Yeah, you and Lisa know exactly what this creature is. Um, you watch, it rolled a 16, which 11 or higher meant it was going to go for someone else. You watch as it pounces off of this woman onto that dwarven man who called you magical. No! Um, and immediately the two My begin to brawl. Go! I will hold him off! <laughs> what? Um, now it is your turn. Um, the, again, this is the first round. Two more rounds. Uh, you see just in the distance. The, the station is fast approaching. You're almost there. You Ooh. just got to get out of All here. All right, I'm going to do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to swing down on it uh, with my sword twice. All right. What? 14, 12. The 14 will hit. Okay. 15 damage. 15 damage. You approach this beast. Oh, actually... Because of its natural displacement ability, actually. I have to um, see if I can you hit roll it. with disadvantage, yeah. So I'm going to say that first attack was the 12 and 14, so you so miss first on that one. one. Okay. Yeah, you swing down in this, and just like as if you cut through an illusion, you just miss this oh, creature. M missed it somehow. <laughs> that will still hit. All right. 15. 15 definitely hits. Okay. So 15 damage. I'll, I'll take my damage. Yeah, we'll just time. take the previous yeah. damage. So you cut into this creature on the second swing, managing to hit it. It <laughs> snarls at you angrily. Um, it is now its turn. Nice kitty. Since you have declared that you are attacking it now, <laughs> um, you see the tentacles on its back flicker out at you trying to strike. Where'd you get this thing, lady? Uh, don't ask questions. It's my pet. <laughs> Natural 21 to hit. And a 16 to hit. So both unfortunately hit yep. without your shield ability. I couldn't cast it if I wanted to. Um, you take 14 damage total. Um, um, some of that is piercing, but some of that is bludgeoning. Right now you're not in your bloodline, so it doesn't really matter. That is its turn as it lashes out at you. 
it is your turn second round you see you look ahead the train is speeding forward the you're almost it's actually slowing down it's getting to the station itself uh you are almost there you just have to survive i'm doing my best but this is my stop (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i've heard that said at a new york subway station I want to help, but this is my stop. I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta toast. <laughs> All right, first with disadvantage. Um, not one. Fifteen. That'll Dang. hit. But I wish it wasn't with disadvantage because I got a crit. Oh. Let me crit. Nice. 16 damage. 16 damage. You love when you re-roll that two and it's a six. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world. And it, it manifests in a mighty swing <laughs> from your massive greatsword. Um, you cleave down into it, dealing a hefty amount of damage. This thing isn't endangered, is it? <laughs> um, this woman's like, very, very endangered. Oh Don't my kill God. my little baby. <laughs> Just absolutely admitting to having an endangered Someone on this train has to report this. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, report this to PETA, but the A stands for Aurelia. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I do not support PETA. I just want to come on the air and say that. Um, it is now top of the round. This is the last round. On your turn, you see the doors slow and stop. They begin to open as this beast rushes for you. 13 plus 6, that'll hit. 12 plus 6, that'll hit. So it deals a total of 16 damage to you. How you looking? I have six hit points. Going into this exam, strong. I have my second wind. Second wind. I'll probably use that before I go in. Okay. You head, it is actually your turn now, now that it's attacked. It's like, it's it's tentacles just lashing out at you as you scramble towards the door, (laughs) trying to pry it open before it's ready. Um, It is your turn. Are you turning and fleeing, or are you gonna try and take more strikes at this? No, I'm gonna disengage (laughs) and say, good luck, everyone. I got a fucking test. (laughs) You disengage, pushing out. (laughs) Bonus action, second wind. <laughs> Bonus action, second wind. I look better already. <laughs> Take a deep breath, pull yourself together, and bolt out of this train. Um, as you exit, and you see obviously many people begin scrambling out, um, this displacer beast um, looks out towards you, snarling as um, you watch Imperial Guards rush past you, noticing that clearly something is going wrong. Big cat. <laughs> what? Oh my God, that's not allowed in the city. <laughs> um, um, as they go to deal with this, you bolt out, heading up the stairs, successfully making out of this encounter and the subway. You enter out into the Nugget District, AKA the district dedicated to education. The little nug. Uh, The little nug. You see ahead of you, not far is that massive line leading into the university, and it looks to be filled with tons of prospective students. People who are just like you, not yet wearing the red scholar's robes, excitedly just like talking to each other. I've got my letter in hand. (laughs) (laughs) I made it, I made it. (laughs) Um, They're quickly being let in. Um, You, of course, follow after them. Um, Brie Camembert disguise. Brie Camembert disguise. You have your little (laughs) small. My turn up nose. (laughs) Turn up nose. Um, You head by that guard who's always there. It's like, hey, good to see you. What up? I'm the funny guard. Name tag. His name, uh, you look closely at his little guard uniform. It says Pindle. What up, Pindle? Hey, uh, he's actually Pindle, but that's fine. A little fun bef- between friends. I'm muttering as I walk away. <laughs> you <Fucking> enter. Sent. <laughs> I love you so much. Uh, You head into the university, passing by the cypress trees that line the golden bricks, passing by the many 
dorm apartment buildings following this group as they head past the massive grassy oval where some students have gathered playing and many are gathered actually watching this crew heading in mm -hmm. um and everyone files through the doors of the arcane hall oh so cute it's like new student day exactly like new student day you guys head in the gold wooden doors passing by um Zola's cramming cheeseburger dumplings in her just mouth. actually just shoving them down your throat <laughs> well i can't bring this in chugging coffee <laughs> Um, yeah, you watch a few other students also scram like scrambling to finish their meals. No food in the auditorium. Um, eventually, you guys finish, and you enter inside, pass by the two long cork bulletin boards covered with various things through the bright red doors that lead into this auditorium. You head into this auditorium and again find a classic space far bigger than a possible situation would allow chamber um these beautiful golden globules continue in the space like hovering around making this a very well lit area um a sea of students are filing into a number of desks that have been set up equidistant away from each other it looks like if you were taking the sat in like the most populated school in america mm -hmm. like it is just the entire room which stretches out for several hundred feet is filled with students all of them just nervously like sitting at their desks like they all, all the only thing there is just a quill and ink uh <laughs> they're just like okay you know inspecting it seems it's got ink like oh i don't need to bring my own for that okay okay um <laughs> so everyone's just like nervously falling and you find a seat um and you take a seat down um you're waiting for a few moments it's definitely like a little after eight now you're kind of like okay I guess there's a grace period. A grace period. Oh, I really wish Stilton was here. As you're thinking that, you hear the sound of heels approach from the far end of the room. You look out and see a striking middle-aged woman, Dean Flay Chantress. Mesmerizing as always with her bright blue eyes, accentuated by her intense makeup and her sharp cheekbones, a beautiful mage in an extravagant imperial robe with a high collar and cape held up by imperial clasps, after a beat of looking at this crowd of terrified students, she smiles. Today, you will be assessed by the key components of academia. Intelligence, practicality, and tenacity. To have these is the bare minimum to enroll here at the University of Aurelius. And in order to succeed and prove your worth to the Empire, you must be more than proficient in all three. Many applied to be sitting in those chairs you sit in today. Few are accepted, and fewer pass the test that you will face. You will have two hours with this initial exam. I wish you the best of luck. Begin. She snaps her fingers, and suddenly you see everyone's desk. <laughs> the stack of papers appears in front of you. <laughs> Zola was considering wooing and clapping, and then just <laughs> papers in between. <laughs> and immediately you watch as every other student head down, immediately start. You're like, oh, I'm not clapping. <laughs> um, you, get, you focus in. People are ripping open these exams to start. So here's how this is going to work. I'm so excited. I feel nervous. Like, I'm going to take a test. Yeah, it is kind of like we're taking a <laughs> test here. Um, the way this is going to work, I obviously have not created a written test for you to I do. I would love that. If just the silent <laughs> sounds silent of me scrambling. <laughs> I thought about it. And then uh, I was it broke. like. broke. Can I have another one? Uh, <laughs> just your quill snaps in half. Oh, like, fuck. No, I can't believe you bought quills and ink for this. <laughs> Uh, surprisingly, I do have that, so I could have provided it. Uh, no, I, I figured that 
that between that being less exciting of an audio <laughs> drama and also the mass of how I'd have to create a test that would accurately <laughs> like that I would have the knowledge <laughs> that you'd be able to potentially pass. Wait, this is definitely um, a, a content surge for next yes, month's Patreon. I will release the, the full test. Um, and you may all take it and see if you can get in. Have fun. Um, this is actually just part one of three. So mm-hmm. I will, if we do that, then you all will have to go through what Zola will to soon be going through. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the way this is going to work is that you're going to make a number of arcana checks. Essentially, your knowledge of magic and your ability to recite what you've already learned in your travels will serve you best here. The DC is in my head. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Understandable. You're looking to pass a certain number of times Mm. if you hit this bare minimum you pass this test if you succeed wildly even better they'll like you more let's start off with the first one you're ripping through this looks to be a section on just like the general history of magic um so you can use history if you'd like but arcana if um you want to be a little bit more accurate okay Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Obviously a success. You yeah. you blaze past this portion. Having studied your almanac so much as a kid, you actually know a lot of these kind of just historical facts mm-hmm. about like powerful mages and the kind of like terminology they may be using. So you tear through this section. Uh, the public education you received, very, very helpful. <laughs> um, second round, give me another roll. This seems to be on actual spells this time. Some cantrips. 16. 16. Again, you do not let up. You are hitting your stride. Perhaps it's kind of the sleeplessness combined with the coffee that's giving you a <laughs> next level kind of... I haven't blinked in <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> you are actively shaking at the desk, so your writing's a little messy, but it is correct. Um, and you blaze through another portion. Um, your skills and magic coming in handy. All right, give me another d20 roll. I feel like the odds of me failing this one are so high now. They keep increasing. <laughs> 12. 12. This portion is a little bit more challenging for you. Ooh, let's um, get into some some jargon here I'm not so sure about. Yeah, it's pretty dense, and this is kind of the reading comprehension version. So you're seeing, like, spell formulas, and you have to, like, kind of read through them and see if they're done correctly. Mm. And given that most of your magic so far has been from, like, the in- inherent, like, gift that you've somehow been given, you're kind of having to, like, okay, well, I know that one's fine familiar. I know that, but uh, I'll just guess on I that one. I don't know how to show my work here, really. <laughs> I just kind of know. So you just do what you could do, um, and it seems like you you feel a little bit... You feel good. You're not, you're not like as confident as the first Didn't two. Ace that, but but p- perhaps pass. Might have struggled through. So give me another roll. You're you're nearing the end of the test at this Nothing point. Nothing wrong with a sixty-five. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. I could. That's technically a pass. I think maybe. <laughs> Four. Four. You continue through this section. This section is kind of an essay portion uh and normally you're really good at essays but this one is again about your magic and not wanting to reveal the fact that it's kind of it's not sorceress in origin but it's not learned in origin yeah um you're not kind of a true wizard. <laughs> not a true wizard yet you are being incredibly vague which does not make for a good read <laughs> <laughs> and then when the magic happens <laughs> and that's how a spell is cast it's very, 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 very just trying to hit that word limit. Uh, I might have to write a little bigger. Just trying to fill the space. Um, okay. Um, I believe that was your fourth one. Yes. This is the final roll. 
So, um, give me a roll. <laughs> Choosing, my Choosing die the die. You dem- it's, they've been showing you love in different they ways. Eight. Again, your confidence kind of shaken, that coffee already wearing off. You're nearing the end of the two hours and you look around and you see some people are finishing, which of course, no matter how confident you are in your abilities, gets under your skin if just I were a little rogue, bit. I would try to cheat. But there's just no way. And I'll be honest with you, it would be a perception check. So honestly, <laughs> it'd just be even we're just craning your neck over the person. the wrong answer. God, nice. Just copying the absolute wrong stuff. Um, you push through and you're not feeling great about that last portion. It kind of seemed to be a sort of, the, the, the essay portion you encountered was kind of talking about magic and how to like how it's used and stuff like that, which is why, again, you struggle a little bit. This is so open-ended. It's kind of like, tell us about your experience with magic and like tell us mm-hmm. more about like what your goals are in the empire and not fully knowing really either of those. It's another vague essay. I'm just kind of making up stuff. I'm like, um, the glory of the emperor, probably just stuff that they see on like every application. Everyone's like, I want to um, uphold the values of yeah. Aurelia. I only want to serve him. That's all. Um, but daddy, I love I him. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> Just absolutely. And then at the end, um, you hear the voice from the beginning speak up once more. And you look up to see Dean Flechantress standing right above you, actually, this time. Quills down. I draw smiley face real, real fast at the bottom of the <laughs> so page. <laughs> you close it up. I said quills down. Sorry. You file up. Um, your papers, get them all in order. She snaps her fingers once again, and you see all of the tests vanish. She smiles, her charm returning. A lunch will be provided in the dining hall, and then you will all be expected to meet behind the School of Conjuration for the second portion of the exam. You have one hour. I suggest you get some food now. And we look around, you see students again, like nervously, like scrambling to get up. And when you turn back, she's gone. Um, You head to the dining hall. Or is there anything you want to do? Because you're not, it's not forced. It's just this, you don't have to yeah. pay for this time. So. It's an hour? Yes, you get a full hour. Do I, I always forget this. Do I need the spell slot to conjure mm-hmm. Stilton? Technically, the Eldritch Knight needs it. But we have ruled in two cases. One, that you, through your study, have learned how to resummon. And two, now as a level one wizard, you have ritual casting. Slash you have access to it. So... You can, in theory, if you want to maybe rush there. I think I'd go there. without lunch. I think I'd just find a, some spot underneath a shady tree that's kind of like maybe a few feet away from where we have to gather. Mm. And I just real quick bring back Stilton. Bring back Stilton. Because I miss him so much. <laughs> I tell him all about how bad I did on my exam. <laughs> While you head over, you crawl, you like rush past the oval, p- pushing your way through the crowd that's heading to the dining hall. You see, a f- you get a few looks cast your way, kind of like, what is she doing? Like, <laughs> why would she do that? Um, but you head off, paying them no mind. You head to the circular kind of building where you saw people drawing summoning circles inside. Um, and you set up a little like placemat almost <laughs> and begin to draw the circle, put up the incense, and you cast Fine Familiar. Um, and what are you bringing Stilton back as? I think that I will bring Stilton back this time 
as a raven. A raven. Because it's very wizardly. Very wizardly. You it's a see cow pattern raven <laughs> chilling on my shoulder. So interesting. <laughs> I've never thought of I forgot that the pied thing for a second. So I was like a black raven. But this is you see it's got these like patches of white and over the eye it is a patch of white and it has an um, a red eye kind of like an Ooh. albinism trait you and a little cowbell on it a little cowbell <laughs> on <his> neck. um <laughs> you <laughs> see stilton looks up at you his bright green eyes ah! hi i ah! missed you sorry i let you die as a spider ah! um hops towards you and like headbutts you a little bit with his little crow head you're gonna have to help me on my next exam because i don't know how hot i did on the written portion <laughs> don't don't strain yourself <laughs> um as you finish up the spell and are kind of saying this to him you look off and you see the herd of students approaching um you realize you are it's just up to the wire you just finished um and you watch them pass you by as you're kind of recapping to still in as heading into the building mm-hmm. um I tag along in the end yeah you tag along following into the domed circular shaped building the eyes of current students follow you all like wolves hungrily watching from the woods the doors open and you follow after your peers, finding yourself alone. You walk into a room, you look around and you're, it's basically kind of like a 10 by 10 stone room. You had looked in the windows yes, like yesterday or two days ago or whatever, and you saw people practicing. You saw like, you know, it seemed like it was just going to be a normal place, but you walked in and you are now fully isolated. Mm. You look around a little bit. You see a globule of light flickers above you, illuminating the space. It briefly dawns on you that plenty of other students without dark vision just found themselves in a dark room. Um, And perhaps they were dead. (laughs) I died. Oh, Oh. (laughs) Um, that was a power word kill door. And I just am gone. Um, So you stand there in this room. You're kind of like looking around a little bit. You don't see any sort of materials. You see nothing but this globule of light. A voice fills your mind. Welcome back. You will now be tested on how you can apply your knowledge of the arcane practically. You hear the stone shifting and an octagonal pedestal, probably about a yard in diameter, similar familiar runes on each side, begins to rise into place. Atop the pedestal floats a small lodestone, this iron-like rock pinned into thin air. You hear the voice once more. You have 15 minutes to acquire the lodestone, using whatever magic you have available to you. Begin. All right. Uh, Gorgonzola thinks, hmm, maybe this is a trick to see if people, like, try too hard. Uh, I walk up and <laughs> grab the lodestone. Okay, you grab the lodestone, and you feel a shock of necrotic energy surges through your body. Ow. Um, you feel blood vessels burst. Uh, you take four points of necrotic damage. <laughs> You wince and pull your hand away. And as you look at your hand, you see it's not serious enough damage to like really destroy you, but a bit of your hand disintegrates away. (gasps) Um, And give me an arcana check. Hate that. Uh, five. Five. You're not sure what spell's going on what here, the fuck? but this is clearly, it was not a trick. You should definitely not just grab it. <laughs> <laughs> I look up at an invisible camera. I had to try. <laughs> no voice responds. <laughs> you see, still in, still just like perched on your shoulder, goes, oh, gotta try. <laughs> um, all right. I back up uh, and use my mage hand to try and grab the lodestone. Okay. 
you begin to cast. You see the acrylic nails form as this spectral mage hand emerges. I wave at it. <laughs> it gives you a little wave, a flirty little wave, and then turns and soars forward, grabs the lodestone, and easily removes it. You have successfully gotten it. Um, you let it come back. The moment it drops into your hand, it does not hurt you. Now that you've kind of solved the very mm -hmm. simple puzzle, but very challenging for anybody who, as we've noted before, does not have any access. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a very challenging thing, but you managed to solve it in the pretty easy way. You are just standing there with the lodestone. Um, it's I give been... a thumbs up to the dark. <laughs> thumbs up to the dark. Um, it's been about maybe like a few minutes so you wait and wait and wait until 15 minutes finally ends. <laughs> and there's no congratulations. Mm -hmm. You just hear, this concludes the second portion of the entrance exam. Prepare yourself for the final portion. Can I have examined the lodestone, though, while it's in my hand for Definitely. 15 minutes? Um, what kind of, what are you looking for here? I guess I'm trying to look at it and see if I can see what kind of stone it is. Okay, yeah, give me a nature or arcana check. I'll do nature. Not 20. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so. I'm like, is this Ignatius? Uh, <laughs> what is this? A lodestone is a large piece of magnetite, which mm. is basically a naturally magnetized metal. Um, it is often used as a spell component for very powerful spells. With a nat 20, um... <laughs> I was like, what kind of freaking rock is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, you like analyze the rock for a little bit. It occurs to you that it dealt necrotic damage to you. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have a classic, okay, well, you can't call them Jimmy Neutron brain blast. So we'll call them Brie brain blast. Yeah. Um, you, have a brie a brie, blast. you have a Brie blast. Um, the smell of Brie fills your nose. And you realize <laughs> that yeah. a lodestone is one of the key components for the disintegration spell. Which meant that if you tried too many times to interact with this in a non-magical way, you would be disintegrated and unavailable for reality. You would just no longer exist, could not be revived by anything but, like, true resurrection. This seems unethical. <laughs> <laughs> you hear no response, but you accept for still in who goes, ha, oh, not enthusiastically. I was going to send you still in if the matron didn't work. Oh, oh, shaking head frantically. <laughs> You wait for a moment. Again, you hear that the um, Dean Flay Chantress announces that the exam ends and nothing happens. You blink and when you open your eyes, you're now standing in the center of a four-way intersection formed from city alleys. Apartment buildings tower above you, the Greco-Roman style with like red shingle roofs, empty balconies. It looks to be the sprawl, but abandoned. It's quiet. You hear a rat scurry through the trash cans nearby, and a warm breeze whistles down the streets, causing the clothing on the clotheslines to sway. The voice echoes through the entire space this time. Dueling is rarely formal in these times. A wizard must be ready to fight for their life and their country at a moment's notice. You have ten minutes to escape the maze, and in that time you may use whatever means you need to outrun and outwit your opponents. Begin. I need you to roll initiative. Holy shit. 13. 13. Okay, so it is your turn. And the way this is going to be working is, because, again, it's 10 minutes. If we were to do that in round time, that's 100 rounds. Yeah. <laughs> so we are not going to do that specifically. We are going to kind of, 
it's similar to an encounter check where you're going to be making your way and making decisions to escape this maze. Mm -hmm. That's the goal here. Yes. Escape. How would you like to proceed? Gorgonzola probably looks right at the building next to her and sees if there are any handholds. Um, you look and you see, in terms of handholds, it would pro it's the equivalent of kind of some most of it is going to be like finger into brick, that kind of finger yeah. strength stuff, and then a few window sills you can maybe scale. Um, it would be mechanically an athletics check if you're trying to get higher. Yeah, I think Gorgonzola's first thought is, well, I don't have to participate in a maze to escape the maze. Fair. So maybe I can get some height and see where the exit is. Okay. Athletics? That's right. Come out. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. You easily begin to scale this wall. You're incredibly strong. It is not hard for you to climb, even huh. though you're not huh. necessarily huh. climbing. Huh. You see uh, your raven familiar still and is behind you just flapping wings, kind of trying to reduce the amount of difficulty of climbing. Um, you climb and climb. And as you do, it feels like the top of these buildings are not getting any closer. Mm. It is some sort of, this maze, you're not actually in the sprawl. You're in some sort of dimension that must look like the sprawl. All right, Stilton, we can't get up top. So I guess we got to do it manual style. Ha! very angry <laughs> um lands back on your shoulder and you you clamber down um how would you like to proceed again it is only we're an initiative but only when essentially you encounter someone yes um i'm going to use stilton to my advantage i would like to um close my eyes work into stilton and have him just uh and maybe do like a 30 second loop around a couple blocks see if he can report back to me if there are any other people okay give me a perception check for him okay okay just rolling for something on my side oh this is fun just looking at the raven page i didn't know that ravens have a mimicry skill oh yeah yeah which is also and uh the kenkus have that as well it's kind oh, of funny cool, that yeah. they share that perception plus three twelve twelve that is actually just above the perception DC. You, through his eyes, you begin to fly around these corners. Um, you can only obviously go within 100 feet or so, I think. It might, maybe it's 120 it's to 100. see. Okay, so 100 feet, um, which is enough to kind of go around a few alleys and cut through. Um, though he doesn't see anything, still in, and therefore you, hear the sound of combat in the distance. Like you hear like, a, a yelp and like a like a blasting noise of some sort of some sort of collision um you don't know you don't exactly see them but you can can tell it's kind of from your perspective down into the left a little bit all right i head down to the right <laughs> you bolt down and head right i'm gonna roll Not going that way <laughs> um they rolled a perception check to see still and i'm gonna roll a perception check to see you okay. um why don't you give me a stealth check we'll set that that'll be the dc for them okay 17. 17. Um, you thank you, Dice. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. Um, they total only a 14. Nice. So you um, kind of a cronk style up against the wall slowly <laughs> and, <laughs> and just slowly moving by um you spy with that emo looking me. mage from that tour the one who was like where's the school of necromancy mm -hmm. uh you see that he is like casting chill touch and fighting off another one of the mages you recognize from that group um <laughs> so basic um you continue on um give me an intelligence check okay 
Four. Four. You <laughs> continue to run through this maze, not making any headway. Um, it is your turn once again. You do hear, even without a perception check, up ahead of you, if you continue down this path, you hear another set of wizards fighting. This one looks to be a few more, maybe maybe four or five, based on the number of voices you hear. Hmm. All right, I approach. Approach. Um, you approach, you're still stealth, so we'll say that you um, don't have to roll another. Um, you peek around the corner and you see what looks to be two mages being ganged up on by three others. The two that are being ganged up on, one of them is a gnomish woman, the other is a halfling woman, the two of them, two little shorties, um, two little shorties. Two shorties. <laughs> two shorties just fucking trying to hang out in the alley and some guys are bothering them. Um, yeah, you see off in the distance a dwarven mage um, and two humans looking like they're like hiding behind trash cans. Everyone, it's a classic shootout, but with wizard spells. It looks like one of the two, the gnomish one, is pretty heavily injured, some scorch marks on her, and you see a fireball blast over um, one of the trash cans. Um, You are first in initiative. You act before any of them. What would you like to do? Have they seen me yet? No one has seen you. With your 17 stealth, you are fully hidden. I use my um, ring of disguise and turn myself into the headmistress holding a clipboard. Okay. And I um, would like to just um, walk by them and kind of observe and like take some notes and like tisk tisk at the two that are <laughs> getting like getting, getting walked. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, give me a deception check with advantage. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Fourteen minus one, so thirteen. Thirteen. I'm gonna roll some insight checks. Okay. Oh, can Stilton make on little click clack noises? <laughs> With the mimicry? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone but one mage rolled under a 10. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see the two, um, the gnomish woman and the halfling woman are like, ah, like jump up and begin <laughs> frantically casting cantrips. Um, the others, like the other two, um, the two humans, like, terrified like duck down as like blasts begin to rain down on them one of them the dwarf looks at you and cocks their head i wink Hmm. give me a persuasion check (laughs) okay (laughs) oh not 20 i'm so serious i'm looking at it right now the dwarf looks at you gives you a solemn nod and then turns and cast fireball on the oh, one next to him. I can't believe that works. <laughs> His alliance with them broken. They begin to all out brawl. Um, it is your turn once again. Uh, you make your way I'm through. Um, give me an intelligence check. Oh man. <laughs> that felt real good. <laughs> 21. <laughs> A 21? Yeah, 19 plus 2. In but 5 of the 10 minutes... You haven't been traveling that long. You've only had really two encounters. You find your way through and you turn and the alley in front of you has a door. Just a simple wooden door. You look around. No one nearby. You head up. Mm -hmm. You open the door and blink and suddenly you're standing on the grassy oval of the university surrounded by red robes all these scholars cheering 
you notice that other applicants are nearby and like as you as you're standing there another one appears another appears others who have successfully gone out of the maze spell which had been cast on you um you see far in the back larry the nerdy the nerdy larry (laughs) and the buff tataria eagerly watching the group when they spot you larry goes Look, look, it's Bree! Uh, Tataria turns, <laughs> uh, gives you a thumbs up. Um, her blonde bearded face breaks into a grin. You were incredible! So talented with the arcane in only a first year! You can see? Yes, they let us see! Uh, you turn and you see, like, floating above, like, this kind of 3D projection wow, of the so Hunger Games. <laughs> so, Hunger Games. I'm like, you, this is weird. This is weird. You're watching those students you just left, like, battling to the death, and you see some other students, like, placing gold. I look at everyone else. They totally thought I was the headmistress! <laughs> I, do, I do another impression of I know, the headmistress. It was so good! I tap dance in her heels. Uh, <laughs> you, they're laughing. Um, you hear a voice behind you. Congratulations. Ah, I twist my ring. <laughs> <laughs> Just you immediately trans back into, into Brie. Standing behind you is the beautiful Dean Flay Chantress. Thank you so much, Dean Chantress. I do not know how you walk in those. A small smile breaks onto her face. She turns to the rest of the wizards are very sore. <laughs> I, it was only a moment and it was an illusion and still somehow it hurt. I'm cramping hard. <laughs> Just rubbing your sore calves. You see Tatari's like, we'll get a drink for that. Um, you stand there beaming and she turns to the, everyone around you. Congratulations. You're all officially enrolled in the University of Aurelius. Be sure you are prepared for the coming semester. Scientia, sit, potentia, Quod omne potentia. The crowd repeats it back to her in unison. <laughs> Everyone cheers. Um, you see a few students throw their wands up in the air. <laughs> uh, very foolish. Do not throw away your spellcasting. <laughs> you watch as she begins to make her way away from you through the crowd, and the crowd almost instinctively clears for her, making a path so she can head back to the arcane hall. Um, you feel Tataria clap you on the back while Larry goes on and on about I all the cool Larry. choices. Look! I spin him around. That was so cool! <laughs> that, was so nice. that was amazing! I couldn't have done it without you! No, it was all you. That was. I guess he did impersonate me for quite some time. Sh- okay, right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Tataria gives him a little smack on the back of the head. Why don't we all go to get a drink at Cafe Veracity? I would love that. Okay. Um, she leads you past the arcane hall towards the dining hall, which you had been in before. They head into not the dining hall below, the steps leading down, but across to what looks to be this beautiful cafe space. Mm. Um, one might say it's reminiscent of Wagner College's hawk's nest for the <laughs> Google's sake, but I wouldn't say that. Um, you walk in and you see that there is like a grill station serving up some food to some hungry students who turn and applaud as they see <laughs> some newcomers coming in. I'm muttering to Tari. I hope the robes come in tall and large. Oh, they do. They do. It's it's magic. They can custom make them to that your makes size. A lot of sense. Yes, it's, uh, don't worry. Uh, you just have <laughs> to give system. them your measurements. Yeah. <laughs> um, you um, find your way. Larry, go get us a drink. Uh, Larry's like, <laughs> you got it. Uh, heads <laughs> over to the bar um, and gets you all an ale, bringing you back. What's the deal with you two? Oh, we're just roommates. I'm oh, okay. Friends, but roommates. Okay. I. Uh, just checking. Yes, uh, of, of course. Uh, if you feel free, if you are inclined to Larry. Oh no, I was gonna hit on you, but. Oh. Uh, 
Well, uh, give me an insight check. <laughs> Four. Four. She might be offended by that. Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's it, it's okay. It gives you a weird look. <laughs> um, it's about that time Larry sits down with you guys. What are we talking about? What's up, Larry? We're talking about you. Uh, yes, Larry, we are talking about you. Tell um, me a little bit about uh, your guys' entrance exam. Oh, yes. Well, it was not too un- uh, dissimilar from yours. Um... But I will say that uh, someone had to get a little rescued during the, <laughs> during it. Uh, Larry looks sheepishly, like two hand holding his flag, and takes a big sip of ale. Look, everybody wants to gang up on the scrawny one with the glasses because they think I am probably their biggest competition. So you got in though. That's right, and look at them now. They also got in. Takes oh. a, another sip of his beer. <laughs> well. Okay, that's good. It was for the best. Yeah. Uh, um, we made it through. It was it was the hard part, honestly, was um, the just the actual written exam. That part was really oh. hard. I was just guessing for most of it. Yes, don't worry. I, I think that um, I, I was very lucky in Balderheim to receive some arcane training, but I know that Larry uh, pretty much had to do all his own studying beforehand. Uh, Larry Nas is like, it was really tough, I'll tell you, so... Unless you got a history with it, I don't think anyone perfectly aces it. At one point, I just started listing spells. That probably was the right thing to do, honestly. I, I bet you we, it probably was like, please list all the spells that you could think of. And you <laughs> just listed it. They uh, go on a little bit just explaining that um, essentially the test is the same every year. Mm-hmm. They're not. No one is allowed to give all the details, of course. Mm-hmm. But the part that everyone seems to have the most trouble with is definitely the written portion. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, Except for the, because to be honest, if those those who don't make it past the written portion, like those who fail, they find themselves not able to enter into the second phase of the exam. Mm. You find out that if you fail at any portion, you like will they'll enter into the next space and it will not be the test. It will be like a room that's like Just so sorry. <laughs> Yes. Brutal. Brutal. Um, oh my gosh. Like, Can you imagine if I had failed? I was so I was so worried about my rolls today. I was like, if I just roll like a two every time, every time I, my dreams are just dashed just on the rocks. All I guess not. I'm gonna be a glory pits fighter now. <laughs> and after everything you went through, if you came to this test <laughs> exhausted and failed everything, it would have been unreasonable. Um, big L. Big L. It is actually about that time. Speaking of exhaustion, it's about mm-hmm. that time where you feel the weight of not getting a full rest kind of hanging on you. Um, Mechanically, you are now exhausted. You will have disadvantage on ability checks, but you know that you're thankful you got what you got because if you hadn't, this would have been perhaps an impossible task. Mm -hmm. Tataria also congratulates you. You got got through the maze very quickly. It is not very easy. You have to be very smart to get out of maze. Oh, I had my um, crow, or I had my raven still in. Ah! Just um, you point. <laughs> you point at still and still wasn't on your shoulder. You noticed that Stilton, like a raven, was slowly kind of making his way towards shiny things and like pulling them <laughs> off, like like wallet chains, like pulling them off. Where'd he go? Oh, he's stealing. Oh, he's stealing. Ah! Um, ah! and then other than that, I pretty much just used this ring that this um, pirate outlaw gave me. Well, um, first and foremost, little cheating, but very ingenuitive. Is it? Uh, they did not say you could not use magical items, That's but normally people do not have magical items. Uh, I know that I didn't, so... But now that I think of it, I'm sure that there was some privileged person who had 
something to help them with, so... Listen, I fought for this shit. Yes, I, a pirate captain, that sounds fantastical. Larry's like, you look at Larry who has finished his beer, is just like <laughs> full-eyed, little tipsy, like, what? What? I'm like, Who oh yeah, you? she gave it to me right after we fought the sea dragon. What? He anyway, drops his what storm do you guys stay in? Ah, <laughs> uh, the two of them look at each other. What have you been doing before you got here? This is a whole lot of stuff. What made you want to come to school if you're doing this <laughs> life you live? I've always wanted to see the city. Oh well, here you are, and now you're a student in it. Now Very I'm exciting. A Hey, um, you guys, uh, let's ask real quick. Are you guys like RAs or how do you pay tuition? Ah, well, my parents pretty much spent their entire life savings to put me here. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Larry is, um, work study, right? Larry and Larry nods. He's like, I do some odd jobs. I, I mostly work in the library though. Oh, yes. um, interesting. Yes. Uh, Larry, do you know if there are any more positions available? Do they uh, usually open up one for the semester, or is that just your job? No, you're, you're right. Usually they do open, because, you know, people graduate, people mm-hmm. leave, you know, people find the finances they need, mm-hmm. uh, or don't, and leave, and fail the school. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, let me, I'll check with my boss, and okay, I can no let, I can let you know as early as tonight. I have a shift pretty soon anyways. I really shouldn't have had a beer. That was a mistake. You guys are so great. I'm actually so exhausted, so I think I'm going to go to sleep. Yes, I did not want to say anything, but you do have massive bags yes, on your Yes, I look eyes. terrible. It's I wouldn't say terrible. You, you look- I was in a cave last night. All right. Thanks for the beer, Larry. <laughs> you finish your beer, rise, and walk <laughs> off. you um, still in flapping up and landing on your shoulder. As you walk off, give me a perception check. Okay. 17. 17. You overhear Tataria say to Larry, Wow. She is something else. Um, and Larry's like, Not again. Yeah, something like trouble. Good Lord. I gotta get to my shift. <laughs> Stands and heads to his library. Dwarf GF. Dwarf uh, GF. Just heading into every locale and hitting on someone and successfully doing it. Hey, that's how I got through my teen years. That's how we get through Flirt teens, with everyone. Baby. Flirt until you succeed. They say fake it till you make it, but it's really flirt it till you make it. Um, you flirt it till you spurt it. <laughs> Delete your character in the plot. This podcast is over. All right, delete. Uh... I cast, I, the DM, cast Power Word Kill. <laughs> um, no, no, no. You head out. It is still a bit overcast. It seems like the rain mm-hmm. has stopped at this point. Um, but you head out onto the oval. You see some students are still making their way. Um, looks like no one else has appeared. No, There's not like a crowd gathered. It mm-hmm. seems like you were with that last bunch. Well, how many people got in? Did I see? Um, in the actual, so in the first exam, you saw hundreds of students. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of people that you saw, like actually there, probably just a hundred. Like, oh, like okay. very few made it in. Okay. Um, compared to how many applied. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and you would guess that the school has like there are a lot of students that live in the district, mm-hmm. but um, some of them could be like grad students. Some mm-hmm. of them might be like some employees who work at the school, like professors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it occurs to you that this is perhaps a maybe few hundred, like under maybe under a thousand mages probably go to school here, which is pretty elite. Gorgonzola feels very proud of herself and is also like, I should really call my dad and tell him I'm in college. <laughs> Still a nods. Um, dad, father. <laughs> Papa. Father, I'm 
I am a learned woman now. Indubitably, I have <laughs> I forsooth passed my test, and I now I speak with grandeur. You head out. Um, where do you think you're heading right now? It's probably just for timing's sake. Um, it's been a few hours since this, like you know, since morning till finishing the exam. It's probably early afternoon. Mm, I probably go grab my bag and then head to Marfin's. Okay. You can, you have lots of time. If you want to walk, you're welcome to walk. I, I don't want to force you on the subway. <laughs> Gorgon solo walk. Gorgon solo walk. You know what? I got 16 hit points. <laughs> I've been getting into way too much shit on the train lately. It's nice outside. I just got into magic school. I'll pick up some halal and just... <laughs> and just fucking, and just cra- fucking crash. Yeah. Um, yeah, you take... It takes probably about two and a half, three hours for you to walk through. You grab some food to munch on while you're heading there. You make it back to your to your cramped little room in the drunken drag. Yeah, hey, s- I pick up my sack from... Uh, from Lancorcher's room. Yeah, as you're heading in, Barley sees you. How'd it go? I'm in. Congratulations! Thanks. That's incredible. Hey, thanks for the breakfast. That really, I would have been. I wouldn't even made it through the written exam. Of course, those dumplings. Of course. Uh, honestly, it, if I had had that going into my exam, I, I definitely would have passed. <laughs> I think that it's definitely it's worth it. To oh have yeah, a and the breakfast. coffee. Forget about it. <laughs> Best in Aurelia. You um, head upstairs. You give a knock on Lancorcher's door. Uh, he creaks it open what can i do what if are you in trouble again do i have to kill some guards no not at all i just wanted to get my bag back and also tell you that i made it into magic school oh my god he like opens the door fully to you see now his insane conspiracy laden (laughs) walls just posters of himself and various propaganda drawn on abstract so many pictures of himself so so many lots of strings tied to (laughs) there makes notes if you peer over his shoulder he slowly closes it behind him don't worry about that uh-huh. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thanks so much. I would say that we could celebrate, but I'm exhausted. You should go to bed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Our, well, uh, here's your bag. He takes the bag of Thanks. holding hands. Stilton's back. Uh, uh, didn't see you there, Stilton. He <laughs> hops up on your shoulder. Ha! <laughs> the crow suits you. Thanks. Well, I've got some intense planning to do. Okay. So, um, uh, if you're... Um, I don't know if you're going to be around maybe uh, tonight or tomorrow night. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, f- feel free to swing by my room. Give it a knock. Okay. I will. For the record, I want you to meet some people. It's it's not a creepy thing. Okay. Closes the door behind Hi. Um, <laughs> you. Hi. Give him a weird look. Uh, turn, head back into your room. Yes. Um, I'm going to say that you finish long rest. You know, you did six hours, so we're going to say that you probably do a nice, like, three or so I making do, up. do a little nap. I do a snooze. Do a little snooze. I cuddle with Stilton. <laughs> just this <laughs> dirty bird just laying <laughs> in your bed. And then um, I probably also dump the uh, bag of holding. Okay. So Including you- tricks box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So you, after your rest, you stretch, you're feeling a lot better. It's truly something, something about a nap after you've stayed up most of the night is it's like so heaven. Good. Yeah. Um, you rise, uh, Stilton is on the windowsill, just perched, like looking out. Um, you take a look at your bag of holding. Think a moment. Okay. You flip it over. <laughs> <laughs> As you flip it over, <laughs> good lord, falling out 
First, the full bloodied body of Trick, which is now nearing day one of decomposition because the bag of holding does not preserve bodies. Uh Um, So it smells bad. Um, You um, piling on top of Trick. um, (laughs) This absolute pile of treasure. I kid you not. Killing Trick and getting this changes your life and financial situation. Oh my God. You have now at your disposal 500 platinum. Holy shit. 3,165 gold, 321 silver, and 69 copper. Oh, yeah. Additionally, you find a bead of force, which to you, um, like, g- give me an arcana check. Yeah. Um, 12. 12. Um, with a 12, you do successfully identify. This is a dangerous magical item. You know, mm. it's one of those ones that, like, you know of because it is absolutely not allowed. Um, this small black sphere measures about three fourths of an inch in diameter and it weighs about an ounce in your hand. You know that if used, this bead will explode on impact. Um, you could throw it about 60 feet from you. Um, once it explodes, each creature within a 10 foot radius. So you must succeed on a DC 15 dexterity saving throw or take 5d4 force damage. Yikes. Additionally, a sphere of transparent force then it closes the area for an entire Ooh. minute. So essentially any creature that fails the save is trapped inside the sphere. Um, if they succeed, they can get out of the, they can like push out of the sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that can be in the sphere is breathable air. They cannot attack. They will not be able to do anything else. Wow. Wild. Um, so yes, um, they can escape with an action, but in general, like this is essentially a, a free to use prison, which you imagine he prison was probably bead. probably sa- <laughs> saving. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have an identify spell? I can't remember. No, I don't. Okay, you also find in there this hollow metal tube. Looks almost like some sort of chime. You take a look at it. It's got a small chain on the end that you can use to ring it. You're not sure exactly what this is. You'll have to get it either. You know, you'll have to approach a mage and have them identify it. Kind of scared to ring this stone. Yes. <laughs> Ah. Um, you also find a scroll of paper, a, like this worn piece of parchment. Uh, give me an arcana check. 19. This is a spell scroll. And with a 19, you actually see traces of what looks to be transportation magic on it. But it's limited. It is not a teleportation spell. It is not a teleportation circle. It looks to be the fourth level spell, Dimension Door. Whoa. Another spell that they were hoping to save, mm-hmm. but didn't get the chance to. You also find what looks to be a finely crafted hand crossbow. You know, um, what is mm. plus one hand crossbow. You find uh, a dagger. This is the dagger they used to stab you. It is a plus one dagger. It's not great, not great, but it is, it can, you know, it deals a little bit of damage. Hey, I specifically uh, do not have ranged weapons because when we made my character, I was like, I'm going to play true to myself. I'm just bringing my sword. I don't yeah. have a crossbow. Wouldn't have picked up a crossbow. Yeah. Uh, so you, yeah, you have that now. You have that plus one dagger you see one sending stone falls out um you realize you remember captain six called trick in order to meet up on driften Mm -hmm. this is that sending stone that Mm. he had um additionally you also find like arrows and ball bearings and like incense the other noticeable things in here you find what looks to be a small case um Mm. that when it landed you hear like some jingling noises so you click it open it's not locked and inside you find two vials and space for a third. Um, you 
look at these. Give me a give me a nature check. Not one. Not one. These could be healing potions. Mm, looks tasty. I'll save these for... Another time? <laughs> uh, yeah, sometime when I'm really close to death. Ha! Nods. <laughs> Nods. Looks good. Seems good. So you are left there with um, the body of Trick on the ground. Um, your plan is to head to Marfin's. Um, yes. I, I imagine you essentially you t- this massive treasure you begin to pull and pile, like pile back into the bag. Yeah, knowing put that it is most very of it back heavy. in the bag. I probably keep like some cash on me, yeah. like a little bit more. I'm like, <laughs> let's keep some gold on me now. Gosh. Are you um? So you're gonna store the bag of holding in your room? You're not bringing it with you. Um, how you- how big is it? It is the size of a small satchel. One of the benefits of it is you obviously it only weighs 15 pounds when you wear it. And it would, ha- you would, even Zola would know, given how much it could hold, obviously, it would maybe be helpful for all the shit you have to carry around in general. Even something yeah. like your sword, sword, which is pretty, pretty Noticeable. obvious. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, I click it onto my belt. Okay. <laughs> um, you, I put trick in there. Sorry. So just shove the body in there. You put as much of whatever you want in there. Um, I imagine you probably keep... Maybe some of the gold is what you split up between the two. So yeah. that way you never, if you get robbed. I'm not carrying all of the gold, <laughs> yeah. Never carry all your gold in your bag of Put holding people. Put my passport in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few things, not, <laughs> not everything, because you don't want it to get lost. Um, and you head off into the city. I can't believe how fucking rich I am. You are so fortunate. When you killed <laughs> Trick, my first two thoughts were, fuck, I didn't want him to die. And then... Zola's financial issues have just been solved. <laughs> just absolutely solved I can pay one for problem. tuition in full. In full, you are okay. Um, you head off into the city. It's nearing about dinner time at this point. You see people heading out of the rail stations, heading back home. Um, you pass by more wide shots of Zola, this time much more comfortable. Back to that classic, you know. Mr. Blue Skies playing, even though it's a little cloudy. You're like, sun is shining, just like walking down the street. Everything's going up, Zola. (laughs) Um, After a bit, you find your way around the sprawl, and I imagine you don't take the subway again, or you or do you want to? You're well. You can cut some time. Marfins. Marfins is um, probably about an hour to two hours by foot. Um, Uh, I grab the subway. Okay. Um, So you head down. You pay two silver. Mm -hmm. Give me a d20 roll. Let me take my two silver away, Noah. Ooh. Is that... Oh, no. I only have 392 silver now. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to drain you of all your silver. I got a six. A six, okay. You uh, you head down to the um, nugget-bound train. Um, actually, you technically head down. Um, it is nugget-bound, but it is also bullion bazaar-bound. It is heading to that main station you remember entering in from the gold mine district. Um, you get on. It's it's packed. It's that rush hour. Everyone, anyone who's uh, heading home is on this train. So you're um, like anyone who lives closer to the gold mine district is on this train. Work from working deep in the sprawl. The train begins its journey, flying down the track quite some time you're like ah making great time um then all of the sudden you hear as the brakes squeal to a stop give me a dexterity saving throw uh four four you fall prone you take two bludgeoning damage (laughs) as you crack your head against the ground people are like oh oh my god it began to help you up um you hear uh there's like a crackle and then you hear an announcement over uh, the speakers. Hey, this is the great 
doctor, it is this and that. Please don't remain patient. Uh, we're going to solve you. Uh, I guess that's possible. Thank you. Did anyone hear that? Everyone. Are we on- supposed to hear that? <laughs> Everyone on the train is truly like looking around. One person, uh, this uh, little halfling looks up at you. <laughs> Yeah, those aren't really for our benefit, I think. they It's mostly for them. Uh, I never understand them. Don't worry. It's just like self-appeasement. Yeah, I've been in this city my whole life, and it's never made sense to me. All right. Um, you we have... Just wait? <laughs> just wait. You rolled <laughs> the delay, um, which <laughs> is... Uh, this is one that, for instance, if you rolled it this morning, this would be devastating. This would be devastating. <laughs> this would be devastating, but because you were not on a clock crunch... Right. No, um, it's just annoying. Just annoying. So in about 30 minutes of waiting, which is brutal, people are getting pretty frustrated. Pissed, yeah. People are getting hot and sweaty, fanning themselves. Eventually you hear... Okay. <laughs> you say <sang> back <laughs> at the speaker. Uh, you hear the squeak and vroom as the train zooms off to the gold mine district. City living, still in. City living. Ha! Um, <laughs> in a matter of moments, you make your way uh, to the gold mine district. You exit the train, um, heading pat like with the crowd, passing by actually more people than leaving with you, because obviously more people are leaving work than going to work. Um, and you head up the stairs, finding yourself similar to where you were before when you entered the city on these main boulevards heading to the Bullion Bazaar. You head down, passing by shops, um, some people closing up, some people still open, and find as you enter into the massive square where the platform holds the, the many tents that, as you see, are closing up shop, the beautiful towering building of Marfin's magnificent magical menagerie. Um, the sparkling windows are still still less dark than normal. They're kind of at that shade where it's supposed to be the mystery and not the we're shut down for the night. Um, so you head inside. Um, there is a little bell as you enter. Um, Mr. You, Marfin! You call out. Um, you see that, of course... Fewer people than rush hour, but there's still a number of customers in here that quicklings are zip, 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 zipping around to help amongst the very tall shelves that rise into the, the high ceilings and possibly high above you. You walk down that central carpet, passing the glowing spheres that illuminate the space and those buckets of those various magical trinkets that get sold, approaching the front desk where you see Marfin is finishing up with a customer. The handsome mage with his uh, dark hair, dark skin, undercut, and fancy goatee. Um, his gold eyes find yours ah Bree it's good to see you uh, hello how was your evening it was great great yeah um you know what uh, let me just finish up here and let's go talk in the take back. your time yes a, a very special order to help with gives you a wink um <laughs> Finishes up with a customer. Zola looks at the most expensive shelving. <laughs> Zola's like, I could really blow some cash here. You can look around. You see some fantastical items. The potion rack is practically calling to you. You're like, so much can be purchased here. I can afford so much now. Um, but without getting... I'm going to send Rose back her, uh, her <laughs> so dealing potion. Send us a, a, a messenger bird a with care three... package. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, you, as you're like gawking, you feel a peck on your head and you turn, you see Stilton is like... Turns to Marfa and turns to you and goes, ha ah. Like, mind your gold. <laughs> we have it now, but it goes fast, as we've seen. Uh, after he finishes up with a customer, you follow him back through that kind of half door into his office. It is 
different than the first time you arrived in here. Unlike that Victorian style, it matches the kind of Mediterranean Greco-Roman style that you are used to um, being from this empire and from in the capital. Um, there are lots of same kind of, you know, there's bookshelves. You do see that globe slowly turning on its little pedestal. Um, you see the bar cart, but everything is stylistically now more in that classical ah, architecture. You renovated. Oh, yes. Uh, I forgot that last time you were here, it was in the different shop. Um, this is this location's back room. I love to be here. Uh, well, can I get you anything to drink? Some oat milk, maybe? I'm okay for now. Okay. <laughs> um, so he takes a seat down on one of the lounge chairs near the, um, the roaring fire, the diamond. First of all, I hand him the diamond. Ah, he takes the diamond from you. Excellent. It is... Bigger than I thought it was. Wow. Pretty big. Uh, <laughs> Pretty big diamond. He inspects it. This is this is perfect. This will definitely do the job. I think that I've got my my calculations correct. I will probably be able to let you know by tomorrow what I find regarding this clone spell and their use of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never had it before. I'm studying it for the first time. So mm-hmm. I'll let you know how it goes. And um Sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, would you be willing to um take a look at a couple things for me? Of course. Uh, but before I before I do anything, uh, right? one last favor. Do you mind telling me a little about the tomb? Did you did anything go on? Uh, oh, yeah. I, how did you get out? Uh, Lots of stuff, actually. Um, let's see. Well, uh, just kind of your average Misty step in, wandered around till we classic. found it, found a way in, triggered nice. a few landslides. Of course. Oh, some interesting um runes on the wall. Um blasts um there was um some kind of construct actually um guarding the entrance a a construct do you mind describing it to me kind of like a big robot big robot okay big big bronze looking guy hmm it's surprising to me that you know the word robot, but I will overlook that. <laughs> hmm. Um, he, he takes a moment. You see he casts a spell, kind of flicks his wrist, and you see that the diamond vanishes into space. Um, no! No, don't don't worry. Simple oh. spell. Don't worry. It's, <laughs> just uh, kidding. Oh, no, I lost it. Uh, just kidding. Um, he takes a moment, pauses, thinking to himself, hmm, that's, so very, that's first very surprising. I, I don't think anything has been seen in the city like that. There are, there are spells and there are, there are, hold on one second. Um, he stands and goes over to one of the bookshelves and you see he pulls out um, what looks to be a manual um, that is made from, horribly, skin stitched together. Ew. Um, yes, uh, this one is my least favorite book perhaps ever. Um, he brings it over to you. There are these things called golems. That can be constructed by powerful enough mages who can read this book and um, bring life to this creature. Now, this um, would only bring back a creature made from flesh. Uh, gross, yes. Um, uh, but I do. I, I think that there is one for like stone. Uh, it's possible that someone can construct these things. Uh, tell me. Tell me a little bit more. How did this this robot? Um, what could it do and uh any other characteristics you can describe uh yeah uh, see i actually by the end of the fight i had kind of it had started to occur to me a little bit that this may actually be a, a buddy of a buddy of mine 
Okay. He was saying stunk, which at first I thought was a meme, but turns out is actually um, someone who has recently lost a brother. I believe that there may be a current everyday activity going on. Oh. Down in these, uh, down in the necropolis. Okay, well, first and foremost, not your fault. It is a meme. You fully, that is right. Yeah, that's a meme, stock, right? That's a meme, yes. It's um, its often passed around in jokes about the gold <laughs> trade in the city. Um, I see it in the newspapers. Yes, there's a funny section, and I do remember seeing that meme <laughs> seeing there. Seeing stonk, right. Um, but it's troubling that a construct would be able to say that. I've never heard of a golem being able to talk, oh. ever. Yeah, it almost seemed like there was maybe some kind of remnants of its of its former self. That is also troubling, because there's not usually a former self when it comes to golems. Mm. Of course, except for this one. He waves the, the flesh golem <laughs> tongue. This one would, but I don't it like the that. sound that happens when you wave that. It's flappy. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go put this away. Uh, okay. He runs back to the shelf, puts it away. Okay, so this gives me a lot to think about, especially in regards to the clone spell. Yes, here's a little more to think about also. Okay. Um, hmm... Have you ever heard the name Mistra? How have you heard the name Mistra? How have you heard the name Mistra? Mm, I guess you asked me first. Um, yes. You're older. I am older. I should be a little <laughs> bit more mature about that kind of thing. Yes, uh, I have, in my travels, come across mention of Mistra. Mm. Yes, more mentions of Mistra in in the necropolis interesting um was it um was it with the robot or was it with the the tomb or no no in the tomb um there was you know uh it seemed like a statue of queen of Le the former queen of leoniel maybe guarding oh. the tomb and her uh, i don't know pet or familiar um, oh yes the um the first queen and and um her lioness yes yeah 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 oh uh, wow and so in that room there was a statue of mistra and my well, I had a friend helping me. My associate and I have both had some assorted encounters with Mistra. Oh. Um, at this point, for, la for sake of brevity, what do you want to tell Marfin about your experiences with the Divine? Whether that, you know, the visions you've had between you and the one-eyed god who is demanding something of you mm -hmm. um and somehow is in li line with your bloodline as well as your experience in the temple yeah i'd probably just tell him that i've had some dreams mm. that gods are uh seem to be playing tug of war a bit over my fate <laughs> okay so this is fascinating information to receive from you. You walked into my store and I was like, look at this. Never mind. Um, oh, and lastly, my name is Gorgonzola. I gleamed that you had perhaps given me a false name. It is nice to officially meet you, Nice Gorgonzola. to officially meet you. My name is Marfin. I did not lie to you. Thank um, you. <laughs> thank you gotta you. be careful. <laughs> gotta be careful. Listen, I, I fully understand. Given both um, what's happened to your people and... Just the terribleness of this fucking empire. I'm not. It's. It makes sense to have a few aliases mm -hmm. running around. So these in, these visions, these gods you've interact with. One of them you're saying is Mistra in a mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. um, the other. Uh, did you mention anything about that, or are you just non-specific? Probably just, like gods, just non-specific. Okay. Um, whatever others you've interacted with, uh, you're welcome to tell me. But it, at least with Mistra, just pointing on that. 
Mistra is long fallen. Um, Mistra is well, from from what I know, mm-hmm. Mistra was essentially the creator of Fayfall. She, wow. uh, all of the gods created the material plane that you know they came mm-hmm. together and they worked to create their their peoples, those who they um, representative of and those who believe in them. Um, but Mistra herself was the one who shaped the landscape and imbued wow. this uh, and enabled this this plane to be to have access to the fabric of the weave, the the magic that allows wow. us to cast. Well, I think she's in trouble. Well, she definitely was in trouble because um, she somehow fell. She somehow passed during the times. From before the the maldiction. I don't know if she's fallen. I think she might just be frozen. Frozen. An interesting thought. Give me or an insight check. Somewhere else. Eleven. Eleven. Marvin looks a little unreadable. Um, he's been he's been pretty forthright with you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he does have a degree of like salesman attitude. That kind of extra charm being mm-hmm. layered on. Um, with this, it's there's a weird kind of like. I can't really get a read on him. Mm-hmm. This is all a lot. Um, yeah, this is a lot of information. This is a lot. I, I'm going to, uh, in it addition. It was a long night. It was a, I could tell a lot happened. Um, and you look a little hardier for it, by the way. Thanks. I also got into magic school this morning. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. Thank you, you made so it much. into the university. Uh-huh. I know a s- standard education isn't everything, but it'll be helpful to have the degree after my name. Yeah, of, of course. Uh, uh, you know. A, a, a big thing to know is that although, as you said, it is not everything, anybody can anybody can learn magic, as they say. Anybody not, can cook. Anybody can cook and anybody can learn magic. <laughs> I'm not quoting anything. That's an original from Marfin. <laughs> I, I think that this school is perhaps the best one that I know of in my travels. Uh, you are going to get quite a fine. Because I go there. <laughs> That's the kind of confidence you're going to need when you go to this school. All right, well, I... I've got a lot of experimenting to do, and I'm also going to have to do a little bit of, you know, maybe a little more research. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But before you leave or anything, let me take a look at the items. Oh, right. Um, well, I've got these health potions <laughs> here. Ah, those are poisons. Mm. I don't even need to do any sort of identi- identify spell to... They are so green, I was they, thinking. Fully. That one is particularly dangerous. Points <laughs> at, um, the one that is kind of a sickly, more viscous green. <laughs> um, but they're both bad. And, okay. Um, I, you could sell them. Um, you could... I guess you can keep them for your own, although I, you know, maybe in good conscience shouldn't let you take poisons. No, I'll probably keep them. I wind up killing a lot of monsters and stuff, especially right. on the subway. Um, have you seen this kind of tube before? Oh, right. It's like a big old wind chime. I'll take a look at this tube, <laughs> as you call it. Um, you see, he takes a moment. Um, he His eyes, like, glow as he casts the Identify spell. Um, and a second later, he goes... Oh, these are the chimes of opening. You can, um, it has a certain number of times in which you can ring it. And, um, and you have the bag of holding on you, right? Yeah. And you haven't told him about trick at all? No. After he tells me about the <laughs> chimes of opening, I'm going to move on to the dead body, though. Um, so everything else you already know of, you obviously identified the beat of force. Um, the chime of opening, 
basically mechanically as an action you can strike it and point it towards an object that is within 120 feet of you such as a door or a lid or a lock the chime issues a clear tone and one lock or latch on the object opens unless the sound can't reach the object if no locks or latches remain the object itself opens so true this is a way to pretty much open anything um yeah um i it doesn't it doesn't mention magical lock so assuming that it's any non-magical lock lock. um it has a number of charges after which it cracks and can no longer be used um so marfin conveys all of this to you and it's quite a thing you picked up but um this was in the tomb wow this was actually this was not in the tomb well it came into the tomb it came into the tomb on someone and that leads me to the last thing that I wanted you to take a look at. Oh. And I grab Trick under the elbows, and- under the shoulders, <laughs> and just drag him out by his armpits. Oh, my God. You- Sorry, do you have a tarp or something? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Um, 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 uh, Beady, Booty, come here. Um, two quicklings, zip, zip, zip up, uh, wide-eyed. Um, <laughs> towels, to- many towels, as many as you could find. <laughs> Um, the two zip off in a. Boot. I'm glad the ground's not carpet this time. <laughs> this time it is stone. Um, they rush over, begin to lay out car- um, these like just simple towels. You see, still and on your shoulder, like turns to Marvin, just ha, <laughs> just like even grimmer now that you have a raven on your still shoulder. Still no pecking. Ha, <laughs> eyes and <laughs> hungry. Um, oh boy. Um, wow, this is a, a changeling. Um, really? What is that? Oh, a, a changeling is, as you are a half-orc and I am a... Um, it is a type of species um, of this world. They're incredibly rare, though. They're oh. they're not a very common people. They don't have, as far as I know, any sort of standard civilization or any mm-hmm. sort of like nomadic tribe. They're just right. people... Just like a thing that happens. Yeah, I, I, I guess. You know, it's there's not a lot known, but um, yeah, it's quite unfortunate. Yes. Yes. That's uh, what I'm thinking, too. It is unfortunate okay. that they are dead. What are you asking me, Gorgonzola? Uh, well, I'm just wondering if you know anyone that I could talk to or anything. If you've ever heard... Look, I've seen a miracle out on the open sea. I saw someone take a breath after dying and drowning. Have you ever heard of any such miracles um his eyes this entire time have been scanning over the body he looks deep in thought usually that is miracles like that are divine in nature mm-hmm. i can see what i can do really For 500 gold okay 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 it's their gold you know I suppose. <laughs> what a better use for it. I'm sure that they wouldn't oppose. Yeah, I think that they would actually probably appreciate it. Right. Okay, so... Can't take it with you, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, just absolutely <laughs> very overwhelmed. There's a dead body on his floor. Okay. Um, you, why don't you come by tomorrow? I'll see what I can okay. do. Um, no guarantees. No, I know. Um, so, and also... No refunds. So sorry. Yeah. Um, I can just add this to your total if you'd like. Okay. You're not going to tell him that you have the gold to pay off the total, <laughs> so you're going to just keep paying loans. Um, just he, keep doing favors. Keep doing favors. He, um, I'll say that 
given that you did this favor and I was going to say that it was going to take some gold off, um, hold the 500. Um, I'll just take it out of what I would have covered from you getting the diamond for me. Sound good? That tracks. Okay. Booty, Dippy, Dobby, Doobie, take the body. Four more, one you recognize as Booty. <laughs> zip, zip up and huh, put it on the shoulders. Huh, 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 huh. Just haul the body out through a door, which you did not notice before. Closes behind them. Right. So he casts a little prestidigitation <laughs> to clean up the blood that's there. Oh, I should learn that. It's a helpful spell. I recommend it, especially if you ever <laughs> do something like this again. Um, I Hopefully I won't. Yes. Please do not. Uh, and please try not to do it on an errand for me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Hazards of the job, though. Happens. Happens. All right. Well, again, I'll take a look at this. I'll take a look at um, the clone spell. I'll see what I can learn. And I'll um, let you know what, I th- what uh, comes up between okay. this, the clone spell, and... The information that you've given me okay. about the gods and this strange robot. Uh, is there anything else I can help you with? No, I've probably put enough on your plate. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. That was just be being nice. You I seem truly... like you relish the challenge, though, right? I do, if you have anything fun. But uh, in general, this is actually a lot. I, I Maybe tomorrow, if you want to come by. Oh, yeah, okay, of course. <laughs> he looks at you. For the first time, maybe ever, you see a bit of a overwhelming <laughs> in his eyes. Yeah, so anytime tomorrow, I should be done. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll uh, maybe work through the night on this. There's quite a bit of stuff to do. Okay. Thank you for your work. Um, so long. So long. I'll see you tomorrow. Maybe have another job for you so you can pay off that debt. Great. Because I know you're pretty hard on cash. I'm broke, so. and I got to find tuition, too. That's so. right. Um, well, I'll see what I can do. Okay. Um, you <laughs> drop off this dead body. You lie to this mage. Uh, you <laughs> head out of Marfin's magnificent magical menagerie. I got to do a little budgeting before I start letting it go. <laughs> yeah, you. if you just immediately pour this money out and then go, oh no, it, oh, was, wait. <laughs> it was better to have a little debt than to pour it all away. Um, good, good financial advice. Always and manage. And honestly, as fucked up as it is, being in a little debt makes your credit better. Yeah, you you do. Zola does have good credit. That is I don't want to pay it all off. Exactly. Go down two points. <laughs> exactly. Um, you head out of Marfin's, passing by the customers, uh, wiping the little bit of blood that you have on your hands from <laughs> taking the body out of your pants. Leaving blood print on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bloody handprint on the door as you exit, uh, heading back out into the streets of the Goldmine District. And I think that is where we're going to end our episode today. <gasps> Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Pretty blessed by the dice gods this hour. I am I am so pleasantly surprised (laughs) by the dice gods. And I'm um I'm glad that you my you know, this is again, this is afterlife material, but a saint Ooh, I'm revealing the system Mm. of rating. Um a saint for this episode would definitely be you being able to roll so well and also get out of the caves without any real problems like thanks like truly like i thanks to mistra mistra really came through it would have been a tough sash if you had to (laughs) skip sleep and be rolling disadvantage for every single check would have been rough would have been rough a little mercy and a little bit of luck really goes a long way um, well, with that, I think we're going to end our episode here today, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons. Tune in 
to the end to hear your names and the praises we heap upon them. Uh, do you have any plugs, Lise? Yeah, follow us on all the things at Try Not to Die Pod. Um, tell a friend, leave a review. All of those things help us greatly. Exactly. Um, and of course, if you are someone flush with cash with a product you want to plug, if you found five hundred platinum in a <laughs> on a dead body in a, a cave, and you're looking to spread the wealth a little bit, <laughs> send it our way. Send baby. it our way. I will plug anything that you ask we'll me so long as it's ish. not offensive or problematic. You make dice, we'll plug that ish. Oh my god, You make yes. minis, we'll plug that plug ish. Plug that ish. You have a cool podcast, we'll plug that ish. Hell yeah. So please, approach us. Uh, Reach out. DM us in whatever way you feel most comfortable. Um, for now, I'm going to... Hmm, what should I plug today? Hmm, do you have any plugs? Anything you li- you've been enjoying? Um, I'll plug my LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'll plug my LinkedIn. You can check it out. I haven't updated it in a couple of years because um, when you're an artistic type, not a lot of people reach out to you on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, someone did, in fact, reach out to me recently and be like, hey, I was going to apply to this job at this place. And I saw that you work there. Um, what do you think? And I was like, actually, I quit that job three years ago. So. I think I know what job it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, check out check out, check out Lisa's my LinkedIn. LinkedIn. If you've got any great financial opportunities for us outside of ads, you could um, what is it called when you oh endorse people's yes. skills? You can endorse my podcast hosting skills. Yes, you can go and feel free to check out Lisa's LinkedIn and endorse all the skills they have there. Uh, I will. Plug, yeah, what will you plug? I will plug the coming spring. Go out and get some fresh air in a socially distant way. Get vitamin way. D. Expose your yeah. chest, arms, and face for 30 minutes to the sun without sunscreen. And then hide. <laughs> and then immediately <laughs> hide. Uh, I myself have gotten quite pale in this pandemic. I'm looking forward to some spring weather. So get out there, but get out there safely. Um, uh, Don't forget to keep wearing a mask. Keep wearing a mask. If you can, get vaccinated. And until next time, try not to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons! Especially Anita, Becca B, Becca M, Colleen, Eclair, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Lucy, May, Nicole, Paige, Patrick, and of course, our producer daddy, Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Try not to die. Thank you.